Hey, what's good? This is Rich, and you're listening to Paychecks and Balances, where it's all about showing you what's possible personally, professionally, and financially, all while having some fun along the way. And this episode is definitely of a personal nature since it's been a while since I've dropped anything, so I wanted to give you an update on what's been going on. And if you're new to the show, I encourage you to go back and check out some of the older episodes, anyone before this one to get a sense of what PMB is really about. Again, this one is much more of an update since it's been a little while since I released anything. So first things first, I've been on a mental health leave from work since the beginning of September. And when I took that leave, I also said, you know what, I'm not going to create this stress and pressure for myself to try and do a million other things while I'm supposed to be taking this time off. So when I took that time off, I took that time off. And I'd realized that it'd been seven years of me just being on the go. And seven years ago was when I first moved across the country to California to start this job at Google, to start working in Silicon Valley. And since then, I've always been doing something. I've always been working on a podcast, working on a blog, day job stuff, speaking. There's always been like a million different things that have been going on at the same time. And within my team, I actually saw people within my team at work, I actually saw people creating space for themselves, taking the time that they needed. And that inspired me to do the same because it was something I was thinking about doing next year. But when I thought about how I felt, because if you haven't worked in diversity, equity and inclusion, let me tell you, it is very, very challenging work. I don't care where you do it. It is very, very challenging work especially when you are one of the people impacted by a lot of the institutional policies and things that have been built that make it so hard to work in corporate America in the first place for people that look like me. So yes, it's going to be that type of episode where I'm just being very candid and honest about some things because it's what I've been thinking about and it's what I've been learning as I've spent this time being on this leave. And people have asked me what it's like to have this time to myself and, oh, it must be so great just to be able to relax. You don't have to think about work. But, yo, the truth is, it's really fucking hard. Oh, and by the way, uh, there's going to be other swearing in this episode. And I put a parental advisory label on it, hoping that that would help. But I'm speaking purely 110% candidly today. And the leave has been really fucking hard. Because one test I was not prepared for was the test of being alone with your thoughts. Because, yo, when you don't have a million things to keep you busy, when you're just alone and you have time and you're there with your thoughts and nothing else, that can be extremely difficult. Because I found myself thinking about things that I haven't thought about in years. And I've had to come to terms with a lot of stuff from my past as well during this time. So, yes, I've done some relaxing. But it also took two to three weeks, maybe even a little bit longer than that, to come down from work, 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 working for seven years and using parts of my vacation to go to conferences and things like that. So to actually have time off where I don't have stuff to do was a very rare thing. And the first time that I've really had to just sit and be alone with my thoughts as much as I have during this time. And so I mentioned that it took a few weeks to even come down off of work and then throw in a week where I spent that time in Austin at a conference, which that's not really rest, but it's something that I wanted to be at to re-energize for the type of stuff that I do here on the podcast. And I come back, relax one more week, and I am now just at a point where I'm starting to say, okay, I can start getting back to regular life or not even getting back to regular life. I can start reorchestrating and reorganizing my life for the next chapter, given what I've learned during this time off and given what I'm starting to think about going forward. And so part of what I've realized for a lot of us is that 
we intentionally stay busy. We say we want to break. We, we say we need time. But when we have that time, we often fill it because when we stay busy, we don't have to confront those things that we didn't want to think about or those things that happened in years past or those things that we think about ourselves or those voices. And I'm not talking about just the crazy ones that you hear that someone might have in a TV show. I'm talking just the negative self-talk, all of the things that we say to ourselves on a daily basis. When you just have time and you're alone with your thoughts, you have nothing to do but hear those things. But then there's also how you respond to those things. And I, and I might talk about that a little bit as well. And what's been really eye-opening is the acceptance of a few things that happened earlier in my life that I haven't thought about for quite some time or things that I've thought about periodically and then quickly numbed or flushed away. So um, I've had to accept things like I'm a survivor of childhood, physical and sexual trauma. Like that was part of my life. And that has shaped a lot of how and who I am today for better or worse. That's probably part of why I've stayed so busy, why I'm constantly striving to make a difference, show value, because these are all things that are tied to trauma that hasn't been addressed. And yes, I've had a therapist all this time and we've talked about a lot of different things. But again, I, I can't really put into words what it's like to be alone and the amount of processing. Like I've had hours and days to sit and process this stuff and be like, okay, why, why am I so anxious all of the time? Why am I so hypervigilant? Why do certain things trigger this type of feeling inside? And uh, I'm learning that a lot of it is related to some of these experiences that I had uh, earlier in life. And I don't want you to feel bad. I don't want you to hit me up and say, you're sorry, because that's not what this is about. Because despite this and some of the other things that I'm going to talk about, I have survived, I have made it, and I am doing well. But I realized that acknowledging and talking about some of these things are part of what I need to do to be able to move forward in my life. And I hope that by sharing this, whatever it is for you, it doesn't have to be this dramatic. But if there's something that you've been struggling with, struggling to accept, struggling to do, that hopefully this shows you that things do get better and you can come out okay on the other side. And I've also had to accept that my father, yeah, he loved me deeply, but he also loved to drink. And in retrospect, and I've thought about this before, he also had mental health issues and possibly PSD from when him being a child and his family, my great family, great uncles, whatever you want to call them, their farm being burned down by the KKK many years ago. So I've had to reconcile how he could be there and not be there at the same time because of everything that he was dealing with that led him to do all of the different things that he did. Now, that's some real difficult shit to have to sit with and not have work or not have something else to keep you busy. And that's part of the reason that I wanted to give myself this time. I didn't know that it would go this deep, but I'm glad that it's finally going there. So I've also had to learn and accept that I've had PTSD for most of my life. And the years of drinking, the anxiousness, the relationships, all of the other things that have, that have happened over the course of the years, turns out there has been an overarching reason for that. And just like my pops, I developed PTSD, and that is how shit becomes generational. It's something that I've been thinking a lot about because we talk about money and we talk about work and all of these other things. But yo, this is one of those times where I felt like the person like, yo, I, I, I was not doomed from the start. There are people who are doomed from the start. I was not doomed from the start, but there was shit that was made a lot harder than it needed to be. That started way before I was even a thought, idea, or concept of existence. And so I've had to come to terms with that and think about 
what I want my role to be going forward so that other people know about the impact of mental health, because it's something I've been talking about in the podcast. I didn't know why I was talking about it so much, but now I can look back and say like, wow, you know, I had a parent who likely had these types of issues. Wow. I had a parent who also had health issues and other things that weren't noticed till much later on because people weren't aware. And I realized that that was a much different time. We're talking about like the eighties and nineties. And so now I'm like, how can I help other people not have to go through, or if they are going through, how can I help them navigate that better? So when we talk about, or so when I'm talking about helping you personally, professionally, and financially, I'm serious about that shit. And I say seriously, because if you're not addressing a lot of these things personally, the financial part's not going to work out. The career part's not going to work out. And even if you think those things are working out and you haven't addressed some of these underlying issues, you're not going to be truly happy. I can tell you that from firsthand experience, you're always going to be striving. And if you've heard me on this podcast over the years, you've heard me talking about striving, striving, always having a next level to get to. And I'm sitting here now and I'm like, I felt like I was running to something, but it's possible that I've spent a lot of these years running from something. But that stops now. That stops with this time that I had off. And no, all of this stuff doesn't just suddenly go away and then I don't think about it anymore. It's stuff that's going to be there for the rest of my life. But it's all in how I handle it and it's all in how I take care of myself. And you heard me mention on this podcast before this concept, this idea of the life portfolio. And so I think about, you know, this support network that I have, the coach, the therapist, the supportive significant other, the track and field training, a trainer, shout out to Andrew, all of these people that I have around me that are helping me. And I wouldn't even say survive, that, that are just helping me progress to where it is that I want to go and where it is that I'm capable of going. And so I encourage you, if you don't have a network of people, and this doesn't have to be some grandiose exercise, but if you don't have a network of folks around you to help you get through the difficult times, much like people talk about buying index funds and these investments so that, you know, as the market goes up and down, you're still good overall, you need to have people in your life just like that as well. And I'm, and I'm thankful that I have had people like that and that I have, you know, de developed a lot of the skills that I've developed over the years, but I also acknowledge that. I have a lot further to go, especially when I consider something like PTSD and the way that that's had an impact on my life and the way that that's also had an impact on work, which again is part of the reason that I even took a break in the first place, because I noticed in the past six months, I had a couple of panic attacks. I was going to say I never had panic attacks before, but once I had one and it was identified as one, I realized that I've actually had them in the past and didn't know. But that feeling also simple task becoming really difficult. My ADHD feeling like it was hyper out of order, unable to focus. Like, yeah, there was some burnout in there. Yeah, there was some natural job fatigue that comes with working in DEI. But this was also the cumulative result of going years, even while having a therapist and feeling like I've talked about everything, but going years and not having this time to sit, process, reflect and really think about what I want out of life. And so I encourage you to take that time. I encourage you to be alone with your thoughts, even though I just gave you this whole spiel about how scary that can be and how challenging it can be. I think it is absolutely necessary for personal, professional, and even your financial development. And lastly, I've also accepted that I've stayed in some toxic situations, including on this show. And I didn't have the confidence to get out, even though the door was right there. And that's a feeling that, that I had recently and reflected on some stuff. And it gives me a whole different level of, of empathy for people who are in abusive dynamics, bad situations where 
the door is right there. It's easy to leave, but you don't feel like you can just leave because you don't feel that level of value and self-worth and you don't trust yourself. And a lot of that has to do with those unaddressed things. So if you are struggling with confidence, chances are there are some things that you need to address. And as I said a little bit earlier, I'm in a spot now where, yeah, it was difficult for a minute. It's been difficult for a few months, but I'm in a place now where I can get on the microphone and share this with you and not feel bad about it and not worry about the judgment and just know that I'm speaking my truth and that it's out there and that that's just what it's going to be. And so I know there are a lot of us who are also out there in different toxic situations, whether professional or personal. And I encourage you to think about those situations in the life that you ultimately want for yourself. And if that's something that you need to get out of, and that could be a work situation, but you feel like if you go somewhere else, it's going to be harder. You're going to have to start all over, but you're also capable and you've picked up a ton of skills and you've got this, that, and the third, that if you spent some time to really think about it, you would see that you have everything you need because that's what my therapist is always telling me. And she's been telling me this literally for, for months, probably years at this point. And I'm just now starting to believe it in October of 2021. But all that was then and this is now. And I'm truly thankful to have a sober mind to be able to process this all because I feel like I can finally move forward. I can take this where I've wanted it to go, where I know that it can go where it's already going. And I'm excited to finally have the mental space to be able to do that because also part of not releasing episodes was the scramble of finding guests, the whole editing process, even though I've got help behind the scenes and all, I just didn't want to think about any of that. And I never want to get to a place where getting behind this microphone feels like work. It does not feel like that right now. And I'm gonna make sure it doesn't feel like that going forward and paychecks and balances will continue, and it's going to be part of my legacy one way or another. So right now, I'm recording the next batch of episodes. I'm still training to get back into running track in the spring. I'm finding the strength in my story. Shout out to Tiff Sutherland, who was in the podcast in the past twice, who gave a fantastic TED Talk a few years back called Your Story Is Your Strength. I'm also preparing for a talk that's TED-like at the Economy Conference in Cincinnati in November. And by the way, if you're interested in financial independence, freedom, or connecting with folks who prioritize freedom generally, I encourage you to visit economyconference.com. That's E-C-O-N-O-M-E conference.com to learn more and grab your ticket. And that's about it for me on this episode. Like I said, I wanted to give you an update of what's coming up. I'm scheduling guests, recording with guests right now. So it might be a couple more weeks before I'm back in a regular flow of things. But once I am, it's on and popping. And I just looked over at my whiteboard and there's a couple of things that I'd written up there recently. And one was you don't build confidence if you don't do the work. And I keep these messages up there as a reminder to self. So you don't build confidence if you don't do the work. And financial independence won't free you from the suppressed thoughts. It will welcome them. Because people think that if you get money, you get free from work and you can do whatever you want. Life's going to be grand, easy. You're going to be living it up. You're going to have a lot of time to think. And I hope that you're prepared for that. If you're not prepared for that, it's something to spend some time thinking about. And it's something to spend some time working on now so that when you do create that amount of space for yourself, you're not then playing catch up for all of the years you didn't think, talk, or process, whatever that particular thing may be for you, because everyone has a cycle to break. 
So I want to thank you so much for listening to this personal episode. It's going to be back to the regular flow when I come back in a couple of weeks or three weeks, whenever it is, once I got this next batch of episodes recorded, because that's also part of the workflow is to not be doing this on a week to week basis. Again, I refuse to let that happen. And a genuine thank you if you've been rocking with Paychecks and Balances over the course of all of these years, if you've been rocking with me, I've realized that there are people who listen to this who've been following what I've been doing online since 2008. And uh, hopefully from here on out, I'm going to be able to do some of the exciting things and bring some of the exciting things that I've been thinking about for a long time and have felt mentally blocked from for a long time to the podcast. And one other thing, if you have not checked out the Paychecks and Balances blog, there's a team of writers writing dope personal finance and career oriented content. So whether you're thinking about how to spend money going toward the end of the year, you're thinking about how to organize your life, we got a little bit of something for everybody. So I definitely encourage you to drop by paychecksandbalances.com and check that out. Also, the email newsletter is back up and running on a monthly basis because weekly was too damn much for me. And uh, if you want to check that out, you can subscribe by visiting paybal.co slash email, P-A-Y-B-A-L dot C-O slash email to join a free email community of like-minded folks. So sharing a digest of what's happened across P&B land over the month, what's happening across the web in personal finance, professional development, mental health, and more, and all sorts of other fun stuff. So be sure to check that out if you haven't. But I'm going to get back to a little bit more relaxation and reflection. Again, thanks so much for listening. And until next time, be safe. I'm out. Peace. Yeah, that's the throwbacks.